Hey everybody, welcome to Soul Food Priest with Father Ben. It's great to have you. Welcome, Kira Roddy and Sylvia Vega. How are you guys doing? I'm good, Father. How are you? Good. I'm pretty well, getting over a cold, so sorry. Yeah, I have a <laughs> yeah you weird got voice. kind of a voice yeah. like this. Yeah. <laughs> At some points, it sounds really, really cool, and then yeah. other points, it just. Sing I'm, some jazz music. I'm a little, yeah, I'm a little manly. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I find cigars help that. Uh-huh. Just in case, you know, I could probably help you out with that yeah. if you need a little bit of bourbon. I thought bourbon actually yeah. would help out the well, at other day. At least you'll forget it. <laughs> at least you'll forget yeah. it. If it doesn't help, you'll forget it. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, we're happy you're here with us. Thanks. It's good to have you. Yeah. I was, uh, I was thinking today, um, I had, I just had to ask you guys, have you ever been vegetarian? No. Uh, never. Yeah. I'm Mexican. Does that even exist in the Mexican? I mean, it was never a concept an idea anything uh, i ever entertained sorry yeah i was vegetarian for two years what? because i was the chef at a mostly vegetarian restaurant and um so i lived at the restaurant I actually lived upstairs and worked downstairs in midtown and on union avenue and um this all so, doesn't surprise me that you were vegetarian for two years that was funny like, <laughs> so and i didn't make the decision to be vegetarian <laughs> but i was just there. i lived there and i was working 70 hours a week and so i just never ate meat yeah. like uh, literally over two years and so after almost two years i remember one night i went to bed upstairs after a long night and as God is my witness, I woke up at three in the morning and I was like, I have to have a Huey burger like, <laughs> at this very second. I need a Senor Huey at this moment. Oh, yes. Like, I mean, just salivating for carne. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was, and it was good, man. That's me every Wednesday, Friday, Thursday, uh-huh. Sunday, Monday. Tuesday. Yeah. Am I missing another uh-huh. one? Yeah. I think yeah. I'm missing one. So how are you going to be with the abstinence of meat thing? Well, I'll have different type, which is shrimp. I Today I made um, tostadas and I did, um, I love spicy food and I love seafood. So I made a scallop and shrimp tostada mm-hmm. um, with avocado and this uh, chili oil sauce yeah. and lime. Yeah, that's good. That's Very awesome. Delicious. Did yeah. you, you guys may know this, but just for future reference, the Catholic, the Catholic Church understands alligator in case you ever eating alligator. Oh, I've tried it. We understand alligator in terms of seafood. So yes. you can eat alligator on, um, you know, on Fridays. And, and so. I recently heard beaver. Oh. Yeah. Beaver. Yeah. Beaver. Okay. okay. Now that is honestly an animal I've never looked at and been like, mm, I'd like to try that. Okay. But Note apparently to self. some people have because Note to it self. is semi-aquatic. I mean, I wonder what you could do. <laughs> Mostly aquatic. <laughs> wow. Okay. Like, there's something I've never cooked before. Beaver. Wow. Like, is how it? would you cook the... What is the tail thing of a beaver? <laughs> I don't like, know. How do you cook that thing? I think so. I mean, so. that would be like... No, I can't Please let us know if you've eaten beaver before, and we would yeah. like to know all about it. Yeah, you know, in, in Louisiana, they what's called nutria. Have you ever heard of nutria? I've heard of nutria. Mm-hmm. Nutria is like a beaver almost. I know people disagree with me, but it's about the same size, and it lives a lot in water. And it's right around the island. Is it Liberty Island where they make Tabasco sauce? I and think so. And so it looks like kind of a big rat. And Ew. so... Mm. Yeah, I know. And for the listeners, we are in Lent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Officially. That's why we're talking about this and all the ways that you can cheat and put around (laughs) no meat. (laughs) 
<laughs> so they um, have you guys ever heard of a macrobiotic diet? Microbiotic. Macrobiotic oh, diet. So no. macrobiotic diet was macro is pig, right? Yeah. So it was developed by the Zen Buddhist monks, and they're vegetarian. So it's all kind of balance of flavor, yin yang. Uh-huh. And then, of course, in Indian cooking, it's mostly vegetarian uh, for a lot of the Hindu culture. And then, um, then they have what you ever heard of flexitarians? They have fruititarians, which is what <laughs> Steve so Jobs was. Podcast. Steve Jobs was like he ate fruit mostly fruit. And then flexitarians are vegetarians that f- they kind of bounce they're flexible back. Flexible people. They're flexible in the sense okay. like they will occasionally eat meat. Okay. Okay. And so. I flex towards the veggies. <laughs> <laughs> is there a term for that? <laughs> Full-on carnivore like that I flex yeah, you're con- sometimes yeah, you flex in and out. the veggies. Right, yeah, that's good, Sylvia. That's good. <laughs> Sorry. We're getting this out. This is healthy. Yes. This is good. Yeah. Uh-huh. We're going to have group therapy here today. Oh, yes. Does, um, so, like, I, but I have to ask you guys, like, when you're raising children, because between the two of you, you have how many children? Eight? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so you might know five. a thing or two about raising children. So not really, not really. Yeah, <laughs> still in the process of learning. Yeah. Still so, learning. do Failing. your kids uh, are they like what? It, what would happen if you went home tonight and said, "Guys, I've decided from now on we're vegetarian." Um, Elena would pack a bag <laughs> and will say she's done this before, and would say, "I'm gonna go find new parents." Oh uh, yeah, she's my five-year-old. I nice. might actually, it might be hilarious for the podcast for me to record my kids if I went home and said, "I think for Lent we're going to give up meat, like and we're mm-hmm. just going to become vegetarian." Oh, yeah. please do that. I will record their reaction. See what so they, we can yeah, post that. yeah, and they'll that say, "Did Father Ben put you up to this?" That's probably what they'll say. <laughs> They'd be like, "You're yeah. about to quit your job." <laughs> oh, uh, it would be hard for our family, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Well, and it, it's it's incredible because I was thinking about this. Parenting is hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there are so many parents that we talk to as parish priests, and seeing some of the things that that they navigate on a daily basis is is really difficult. I mean, like for instance, okay, I've got to work full time, but then I feel like a horrible parent if I haven't spent more time with my kids. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I get home and I'm fried, man. I just, you know, I want to veg. Um, but my, you know, I got to go to soccer practice. And am I spending enough time with my spouse? Oh, but then I need to work out. Mm. And um, and then somewhere in there, say hi to Jesus. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a lot. And, you know, I think sometimes for, for parents, too, it can be very isolating, mm-hmm. um, very humbling, because we're trying to think, okay, well, when, what age do I give a cell phone to my daughter? Because everybody in the class has them. And, um, oh, and I caught my 11-year-old looking at porn the other day. So how do I handle that? And so, like, I mean, navigating those waters is tough, man. It's tough. It's the, it's the I don't know if, uh, who said this, but it's the most terrifying, beautiful thing you could ever do. And it's just, it's both at the same time, both. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have it any other way, but man, I wish it was easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm currently in the stage of hormones Mm. raging in the house. Mm -hmm. And may almighty God bless you. Yeah. (laughs) That's fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's a 
new thing to, mm-hmm. yeah. which that goes along with the whole cell phone issues and the yeah. Yeah. porn issues and all of that kind of stuff is, you know, also dealing with our hormones too. Mm-hmm. And no, we keep saying the world we live in right now is just a scary world and it's just so many things are right at their fingertips now, but I'm sure it was as hard in different ways for our parents and our grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, in different ways, of course, but man, it's just temptation and craziness in the world is just a, mm-hmm. you know, fingertip reach. So. Yeah, and I think that's well said. I mean, and I very much sit at the feet of the masters here because you guys know uh, light years, obviously, way more than I would. But I would just say from my perspective and talking to families, it really, uh, I always wish I could do more to help them. Like just for instance, I'm picking one example, but just trying to get the spouses on the same page on parenting, where to, where to send your kids to, mm-hmm. to school, um, what's a good curfew, okay, somebody's the enforcer, but other one doesn't wanna, that wants to be the nice guy, which happens a lot, as you guys know, with divorce. Somebody wants to be the popular one, mm-hmm. the other one wants to be the, has to be the enforcer. And it's just a lot to navigate. Yeah. And, and somewhere in there, they're, they're trying to find time to have date night. And they're trying to find time to um, yeah. dedicate some time to prayer. And so it's, it's really not, it's something that I have immense respect for as, as parents and what they have to navigate and juggle. Yeah. Do you happen to be the enforcer? Because I am for sure, 100%. It depends. Okay, I'm I, it all the time. I, yeah, I can be I can be the enforcer, but with one particular child, I've had to not be the enforcer mm. because if I'm the enforcer, then it it's not good. Mm. And so my husband has to step in. And That's a good be, teamwork. Yeah, he has to be more of the enforcer with with that person. However, the way that he enforces it is on a much calmer level than me so that's why he has to be the one there is because my emotions will get way too involved and it won't solve the problem so he has to step in and be the calm one who's not you know the emotions aren't heightened or anything like that and kind of walk through everything with that child and talk to them and all of that so um but yeah, so for some I'm the enforcer, for others I'm not. If he's not home, then yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, well, it's hard, isn't it? Because we can give the same amount of love and attention to all of our children, but let's be honest, some of our kids are just a little more needy mm-hmm. with regards to that stuff. On the yeah. other hand, we don't want to be accused of giving preferential treatment right. to exactly. one or the other. Right. And, um, and for instance, you know, we working with families that have that struggle with in, everything from infertility issues to having uh, a child with severe ADHD to autism to um, to everything in between. It, it it I mean, these are we love our children, but I mean, it is sometimes just so emotionally and physically draining mm-hmm. for parents that I think, um, I, I mean, I get a little bit defensive, frankly, on behalf of parents yeah. to their kids. And 
I'll just share a quick story with you guys, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. So I had, <clears throat> maybe two years ago, I had this conversation. This, this young man came into my office, and he was, I think, maybe 23. And he, was, he comes in, and he's just complaining about his parents, right? Because they're, um, they, he went to college, graduated college. He's living at the house. He won't, it's kind of like failure to, failure to launch kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like he didn't want to grow up, and he's going on and on for about an hour, okay? And so I said, let me, let me just stop you, buddy. Um, let me get this straight. So your parents paid for a private education for you. Uh, your parents paid for college. Your parents paid for health insurance. Your parents gave you a credit card. Your parents paid your gas. Mm-hmm. Your parents paid your auto insurance. Your parents paid your cell phone when you're in college. Your parents paid your tuition, okay? And, um, and you, and I said, what, what have, what have you paid? Yeah. It was like crickets. And, um, and then he's got real mad and I was like, mm-hmm. look, I'm not trying to, to attack you. I'm just saying you need to have a little more gratitude, my friend. Yeah. And yeah. so I get a little bit defensive because I see everything that parents are doing. And uh, frankly, some children you know they're they're good kids but they're just unaware of how much they've been given yeah. and um i don't necessarily say I'd, it's entitlement but for some it is mm-hmm. for some it is there's no question i've i've um seen situations where the parents um lacked a lot of things growing up and they want to give their mm-hmm. children everything that they didn't have and that's okay but there's always limits and boundaries for everything and and you could cause your child so much harm by overprotecting and you know showering them with everything and not giving them the opportunity to go out there and try to make it on their own um speaking on my personal experience i'm very uh, lucky to have my parents still with me living in the same city and it's when I got married, it was as simple as, oh, I'll get you that. Oh, no, 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 I'll get you that. And thankfully, my husband is 10 years old, nine years older than me. And he's like, hey, you ask me for what you need. Stop asking your parents. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that I was a bad child. It was just what I was Mm -hmm. used to doing Mm -hmm. when I was at home. So I felt like I was in the wrong and I needed to grow up. But at the same time, our parents, we parents, have to also see that we're not enabling our kids to continue with the same mm-hmm. behavior and letting them grow and experience life on their own. Mm-hmm. No, and that's well said. That's well said, especially with especially with delaying gratification, helping our kids like say no and delay gratification. I want blank, but I can't have blank. It's yeah. good for me to not have blank. Yeah, yeah. I personally, I think it's really good that that kids learn to pay for college that that they do that they they do some work study and you know I'll be honest with you when when you say that (laughs) I've been in people's homes where I say that in a room full of people and it is like walking in the library of congress and belching as loud as possible (laughs) like everybody turns and stares at you like you know like you've just committed immense social faux pas but I'm like here's the deal um your child needs to have skin in the game and and i get it because to your point sylvia they want to give them things that i that we never had Mm -hmm. but you can 
you you can um, actually cause more damage when you do that Mm -hmm. yeah I was thinking about you know thinking about each individual child and having to adjust according to each individual individual child how you discipline how you talk to them um, you know all those different things and even so recently with with one of my kids it was at this point where I just got to the point of all right natural consequences this is just gonna have to be natural consequences we told you to do several things it didn't happen and now it's the next day and you don't have this and you don't have that and you don't have this and you don't have that and this child looked at us and was like but y'all need to help me and I was like "Mm, no not gonna help you today Mm. I would I would usually but now I'm not because this keeps happening over and over again you're gonna have to learn the natural consequence again so that you know next time you got to put effort into into doing this and that's great and, she, and this was one of those things where it was like well that's not fair oh and that's not you know basically being a good parent and i was like mm, well god did it too in the old testament <laughs> you know he he warned his people yeah. many times yeah. and then yeah. they kept telling him no and we're gonna do our own thing and so then he was like okay well if this happens, then I have to back away, and then they're thrown into exile, you mm-hmm. know? So he had a natural yeah. consequence. I gave you many warnings, but that was parenting, you know? And so I'm like, so, but it's not, it's not easy, and you're definitely going to get attacked. I mean, I think that's kind of where I am right now is kind of this getting attacked of that's not fair, that's not because there's just this, there's this other part that they don't see right now, and so it's kind of hard but it is mm-hmm. well, okay. Yeah, it's love. And yeah. we, we were all kids before, and we all were like, "Oh, my mom is the worst. My dad is the worst. They don't love me. They don't care about my feelings, and they're the worst." And at at this moment, I where I started receiving, you know, the emotions that I was feeling. You know, believe it or not, kids, if you're listening, it's twice as hard on your parents because it's so easy for us to help you and do all this but we're doing it to help you because we love you and I remember my mom saying I do it because I love you and I I, I say the same (laughs) thing but it's so true yeah so so true and for our kids to understand that it's gonna take time and it's okay to be the bad guy right now it really really is do we like it no is it hard to see you know, your child is a great kid, awesome kid. You know, he's just doing amazing things. It's just that one thing. Well, that one thing might harm him in mm-hmm. the future. So you got to stick to your mm-hmm. guns. No matter if you look like the bad guy, he's going to say thank you in the future. And believe me, we, I think we all have. Oh, I'm so mm-hmm. thankful that my mom and my dad didn't let me do this. Oh, look at my friends. Where are they now? Mm-hmm. And look at me. That's because my mom and dad were da, 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 da. So we will definitely get the fruits of our labor seen in our kids. Oh, future. yeah. Most definitely. Well, and that's that's very well said. And when we apply that principle to what you're talking, what you guys are talking about, to the priesthood, we see the exact same thing with uh, many clergy, both Catholic and non-Catholic alike. In other words, they don't want to tell people that there is moral right and wrong behavior. Mm. You know, it's 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 what's called moral relativism. Well, what's true for you may not be true for you. me. You have your truth. I have my truth. So there's nothing is the truth. 
and um, so what will happen then is they, you know, many priests, they, they may love their people, but they, they absolutely positively will not discuss certain topics because they don't want to ruffle feathers. They want to be father friendly. And again, not bad guys, but um, what happens is as the years go on, they just kind of phone it in a little bit in the sense like they're not pushing themselves to have these discussions that may be a little bit jolting. Actually, in no way, shape, or form do I hold myself up, but I I will say for myself, whenever I have these discussions, 99% of the time people thank you. They're not, you know, you'll have somebody, you know, one or two people that will write letters because they're ticked off. But that's part of it. I mean, you know, if Jesus did anything, he upset the apple cart. And so, but I mentioned that with regards to, you know, they call us father for a reason. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of a spiritual dad to some extent. And we have to have those discussions. Dude, you cannot come and have three girlfriends on the side while you're married yeah okay that's called a mortal sin Mm -hmm. okay that's not good right but father but and i'm like yet no dude you can't do that okay you can't do that and um but their point being is you know my goal is to get these people to heaven yeah that's all jesus is going to ask me and it's as a parent we're doing our best to get these kids to heaven yeah right and our spouse hopefully so, Father, as the uh, enforcer of the rules in my family, uh, my husband and I have worked really hard to see eye to eye, even though we see things very differently, but we try to teamwork it as much as possible. But I know it's hard uh, for a couple that has completely different views on how to discipline kids. Um, what is a good advice that we can give parents, and I'll take that as well, on how to approach a situation where um, the mom and the dad are really not seeing eye to eye on a way to discipline a child. What is the way to do it? When? And I give Mm -hmm. some pointers there. Yeah. I would just say, um, as a celibate guy. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I, uh, very much said, as I said, this, the feet of the master, although I will just say the benefit that maybe we have had is from working with thousands and thousands of couples. Mm -hmm. So we begin to see what works and what clearly does not work. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I have seen that works is, is really often so simple it's overlooked. And that is that, um, the, the kids see that the parents are on the same page outside of that issue. Mm -hmm. Okay, now what does that mean? It means, for instance, that they're taking date night. They see them showing signs of affection, Mm -hmm. having a glass of wine, giving a kiss when they Mm -hmm. come home, a back rub, um, going for a walk together. Kids notice that stuff. And they notice when it's not present. It's just like an analogy would be if people of God notice if the priest is praying. Yeah. You know, if I if I'm in the church praying when people come in, they'll most people would never say it, but they will notice, mm-hmm. okay, the priest is praying. It's the same thing with a when when kids see that their parents every twice a month are okay, this is date night. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know I've got a soccer game, but this is sacrosanct time. So what happens then is when those other issues come up, the kids already know. They already know. And even if they don't say they know, they know. Yeah. But 
like signs of affection, holding hands. Um, the kids notice that stuff. Yeah, 100%. It really, really helps then when those bigger issues come up because they, you don't even have to tell them. Mm-hmm. You know, Dad, can I do this? Well, what does your mother say? Mm-hmm. Well, Mom says no. Well, then that's what it is. Yeah. Right. Even if privately you're thinking, man, <laughs> we're going to be talking later. Yeah. You know, I mean, they don't need to know that. Yeah. So I think I think it's a simple point. Uh, prayer. You know, does like last night I was talking to 200 guys here at the parish, 200 men, and we were talking about. I said, dude, when was the last time you actually prayed with your wife at home? And um, very, very difficult for most American men to pray with their wives in, in the house. But kids, again, see that, and so they, they, they learn mom and dad are on the same page. Thank you. And along those lines, kind of going back to the beginning of the conversation, I felt like every word you were saying about having to navigate through everything in, in life, you know, full-time job, tired, take the kids to practice. Oh, and I got to find time to work out, which like for me, that's like drops off mm-hmm. <laughs> time for prayer, it. you know, all of that kind of stuff. So, and then, you know, and then of course eyeball time with your spouse too. So what would you say, how should kind of, how should people prioritize their day? How, what would you, what are good suggestions that you would have for, for, couples and for parents on how to prioritize their day that will that will promote healthy family yeah I mean I'll answer that and then you guys can give me your thoughts because mm-hmm. um, on, on what what has worked for you but I think I th- my suggestion is and don't get me wrong I love obviously I love kids I love spending time with kids right and, and being around kiddos but I really think it's very good for spouses to be crystal clear with their kids. You do not come first. Mm-hmm. You do not mm-hmm. come first. Okay. You may feel like you should come first, but you do not. It's God, your 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 other parent, my my spouse, and then you. And so that we we make that crystal clear that they are not at the top of the priority list. Mm-hmm. You know, honey, I love you. Um, but then also my suggestion is, especially when they get to be 17, 18, especially, especially for young men, you begin to tell them, uh, son, you're a man, you're a man now. Now you may be internally thinking they're still a boy, but the, they need to start thinking in terms of adult consequences to their actions. Okay. And so son, if you get a DUI, you're going to jail. All right. If, if, and so they need to, in other words, mom and dad are not going to be getting you out of these things. They need to start thinking in these terms when they're 17, especially. And, um, again, and we maybe privately we're thinking something else, but, um, you know, usually at that age they're, they're hyper focused on being independent anyway. Um, so yeah, I think it's good to kind of tell them, uh, well, I love you, but you absolutely do not come first. And I know there's people that would disagree with me, and that's fine. What would you guys say to that, though? I mean, uh, <coughs> to be to, just to start off our day. I mean, I would just what's worked for me is if I'm already rushing as a mom, I wake the kids up in a different mood, and everybody's already in a different mood to even begin the day. So, for moms or whoever, dads or whoever's waking up first, get up early. 
like five minutes before you're supposed to get up and wake them up not hurry up let's go no like hey good morning let's go and everybody's like in a better mood just leaving the house you know once you've left the Mm -hmm. house um have a great day at school when you pick them up and they're quiet hey what's wrong i don't want to talk about it you know sometimes respecting our kids when we really Mm want to know what's going on you know we also have to respect our children Mm -hmm. too and learn to okay um we don't have to talk about it right now, but I really want to know, you know, what's going on, what's bothering you, but you tell me when that time is right. And hey, honey, you know, the other day he got in the car and something's wrong. He doesn't want to talk to me about it. Can you talk to him, see if you can get it out? Not to be nosy, but you're worried about your kid. Mm-hmm. Having that communication with your husband, your wife, having teamwork and dealing with the situation that you have to deal with with um, your children, boy or girl, it doesn't matter um, if mom can't take on the girl situation send daddy sometimes daddy can get you know a girl to cry on his shoulder same with more uh, boys and girls so um what's worked for me is just to start my day off in a positive note i know that if i wake up and we're on a bad mood it's gonna be a bad day no matter if it was a great day so um as a family um always um start your day off positively go to sleep in a positive note mm-hmm and find some prayer time in the, in the midst of it as a, as a couple and maybe as if you can work it out as a family as well. Mm-hmm. It's a great mm-hmm. point, yeah. 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 So for us in the morning, my husband and I get up about an hour before the kids. <laughs> so we need a lot more than just five or 10 minutes. <laughs> 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 we gotta get a lot more coffee pumping. Uh, and uh, so yeah, so we'll wake up about an hour uh, let's be honest, I'll wake up about 40 minutes before. My husband's more of an hour, but we <laughs> will spend that 30 to 40 minutes, though, in prayer with each other uh, to just kind of connect. And, you know, and my husband has actually kind of admitted recently that he'll sometimes ask me, like, what are you praying for us? Or who are you praying for? Or, who can we pray for? Really to kind of get an insight into me. Like what's stressing her out? What's bothering her? Is there something that I don't know about that is really affecting her deeper than I thought it was? Mm. Um, so I didn't realize that he was kind of utilizing that prayer of petition mm. as a way of That's great. give providing yeah. more insight into into me. Um, so we'll do we'll do that in the morning, and and then it's just it's craziness. I, I mean, I, I'm not gonna say. I mean, it's it's crazy and. It, we're usually stressed and getting out the door and mm-hmm. kids aren't following directions or whatever. Um, but we will at family dinner is important for us. Yeah. Uh, and we try to structure our week in such a way, even with practices and all of that, we still try to structure our week in a way where we get family dinner. Yeah. And, and we try to do family dinner. The kids don't realize it's prayer, but we'll maybe ask them like either what was your high and your low of the day or that's smart you know something like that's more like a an examine saint ignatius mm-hmm. of Loyola examine so they're talking about their day and uh, and that way we can kind of get a little bit of insight and they can start thinking about their day mm-hmm. too with the family um so we t- almost treat that more of family prayers just conversation mm-hmm. um, yeah that's awesome praise but god we do need more date nights oh who doesn't <laughs> <laughs> I think it's awesome. Yeah, praise God. We are praying for parents this Lenten season, especially through, I uh, think of Joseph and Mary when they lost Jesus for the mm-hmm. days. And uh, so we're going to pray 
to them for our families. Hey, listen, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to put soul in your cooking and give food to your soul. God bless you.